Test, test, test. Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel. So this will probably be a pretty quick episode, but I uh, just wanted to do a little, a little check-in, I guess, about, you know, the whole kind of fucking thrust of this podcast has been that I have tried to be a writer for like my whole life. And now that I'm a, a fucking old man, <laughs> I'm finally starting to get a hang of it and actually getting things done and like sticking with things and not giving up. And that the main uh, method that works for me is just to make sure that I do some work every day, because even if it's just a little bit of work, it eventually adds up. Instead of, you know, waiting for big bursts or uh, expecting too much writing of myself each day and just like uh, overburdening myself. So I've established a really good habit. I mean, I've been doing this podcast for fucking ever at this point. So, I mean, at least for that long and a little bit before that, of writing almost every day and definitely it does build up and you know momentum and uh, habit it makes it all easier but I guess I just wanted to sort of check in to say that uh, no matter how uh, many things you set up to try to make writing easier it's never gonna be easy you know like that's just never gonna come because uh so I've got I think three weeks left in Toronto and I am burned the fuck out. <laughs> I really did like, I liked Toronto when I lived here, but I don't anymore. I've just been to too many other cities, I guess. I mean, I went to New York and Toronto back to back and those are like my two least favorite. I mean, just for the same shit that I already said, but just because there's no mountains, there's no forests, there's no fucking nothing. <laughs> there's nothing except city. And that just doesn't work for me. And I don't think it works for anybody. I mean, I got a lot of uh, New York defenders and less Toronto defenders, but there's some that I know. And it's like, yeah, but uh, also, coincidentally, you're fucking miserable. <laughs> you know? You talk about it all the time. I know how much you hate your fucking life. Do you think maybe, maybe this has something to do with it? I'm not saying it's a cure-all, but it's not going to make your life worse to have fucking, uh, whatever, who cares? I've said it all before, no one gives a shit, but the point is, I've been here too long, and uh, I'm ready to go. But all my flights and shit are booked for three weeks from now, so I just gotta slug it out. Just gotta try to make it. And yeah, just being constantly surrounded by city, and just like desperately trying to eke out little bits of nature wherever possible is not working out. Maybe I had uh, more tolerance for this before, but I do not anymore. And I've just been tired. I mean, part of it could be, I always have kind of a hard time sleeping and uh, maybe it's this uh, communal Airbnb thing that I'm doing. Maybe that's why too. And just the all purpose misery of being stuck in a giant city. It could be all those things, but for whatever reason, I've just really been on the whole more exhausted than normal lately. And yeah, yesterday, I didn't do any writing on my novel. I did writing on my other little dumb side projects. Uh, and then usually, like, what I've been doing is, uh, after the sun goes down at the end of the day, like I said, I do the big subway loop. I've got a subway pass, and I just take a ride on the subway and read comics and do writing, and it's, like, weirdly fun and strangely productive to be stuck in this subway loop. But I was doing that because the Airbnb was so packed. And uh, in particular, there was this girl from Israel that just always was in the room. And uh, she always would plug in her laptop kind of at the foot of my bed and just kind of sit there and do work 
So like it's extra weird to just even to go back early and just hang out on my bed even if I didn't sleep when there's just somebody sitting right at the foot of your bed. It's just weird. So again, I just like so I would always just wait until 10 or 11 at night till everybody's asleep and then sneak in. But as the weather gets worse, uh, people are funneling out. I think the guy opened a new property too. So uh, about half the house has moved out or moved to other locations. So it's actually not so bad right now. It's just me and a dude from Japan in my room. And occasionally this one other guy who's only there, I don't know, 30% of the time. Maybe he's got a girlfriend or something. And he's not uh, home all the time. So it's way easier to just go back to the place and chill out there. And yesterday I was just so tired. That's what I did. Like, sun was down. I was about to do my little subway loop. And then I realized, like, I'm, I can just walk back to the place from here. I don't need to do my pointless little transit to eat up the night. Fuck it. Let's just go home. But then as a result, I never did any writing because, uh, like I've said before, chronicled in this podcast, I just hate writing at home. I really don't like it. I like writing outside, out in the world, even if it's just on a subway. But just being at home, I just... Because I'm always sitting there with a laptop, and it's like, well, let's see what's going on in wrestling news, or let's fucking make sure I'm caught up on my YouTube subscriptions. Like, just, it's not a productive place for me, (laughs) being at home. So I missed yesterday, but I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm fucking exhausted. The city's depressing me. It's dark all the time. It's cold. Who gives a shit? But I really should try not to let that kind of thing happen, because then today... Similar situation. Today I wasn't as tired and I did do the subway loop, but I just was like so not feeling it. It just felt so heavy, just crushing of just like, ah, ah, I just don't want to write. I just don't want to do it. And the fact that I didn't do it yesterday really like it doubles it. It makes it worse. I don't think it doubles it every day. (laughs) Like it's probably negligible at this point. Like, the difference between two days and three days might not be that much, but I don't know, and I don't want to know. I don't want to find out. Because the difference between missing one day and missing no days, it's huge. Like, it really adds... It's just the beginning of a new pattern. Like, it's that new little worm of a thought in my head that's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this today. I'm just not feeling it. And I didn't do it yesterday. Right? I didn't do it yesterday, and the world didn't end. I missed a day already, why not miss another day? Who cares? Like, just all those horrible thoughts, you know, of like, like uh, in that cartoon Big Mouth, you know, the, uh, the cat of depression. They never really got into that, where in that cartoon, one of the characters like starts getting depressed and it's symbolized by this cat that just wants you to lie down and be comfy and not move and not go do anything or go anywhere. And I was kind of curious to see where they were going to go with that, because I'm really interested in that topic. I mean, like, we're in the most depressed age of all time. Not coincidentally, I think, because we've got these big cities that are just miserable and everybody's all disconnected. And whatever physiologically we are as human beings, we're definitely not... Like, you don't just naturally fall into those rhythms anymore. We're living in a weird situation that our basic uh, fucking... Physiology is not necessarily designed for. Makes everybody all sad. But on the other hand, depression is kind of treated like this boogeyman of like, oh, it's the worst. You really got to deal with this. You really got to go talk to somebody. You really got to go get on some meds. You got to fucking battle your depression. And in some cases, I think that's a little short-sighted too because 
Like again, maybe you're depressed for a reason. Maybe it's trying to tell you something important. Maybe it's trying to tell you that this situation is not good, <laughs> you know? Maybe your job is fucking not sustainable. Maybe your city is not a happy place to be. Maybe you're depressed because something needs to change and like, you gotta pay attention to that. I know there's like clinical depression and there's fucking chemical imbalances in people, but not in everybody, <laughs> you know? Depression exists for a reason. There's a reason why human beings get depressed. It's a big fucking warning sign. It's the fucking fog light. It's the lighthouse that's like, uh, uh, you're gonna crash. You're gonna crash. This needs to change. You need to pay attention. Anyway, that's a side rant that I am unqualified to really speak on. <laughs> so the point is, I was feeling it like crazy today. Just like I was carrying like the giantest boulder of all time. And it's just like, wow. Even with all this discipline and all this habit I've built and all this technique I've developed to try to make it as easy on myself each day to write as possible, just to keep things moving and to keep the chain from breaking, some days it just, none of that matters. Some days none of it's enough to make it a fun, even remotely fun, certainly not an easy thing to do. Like today it just felt awful. And there was nothing I could do but push. Just had to push through it. Just had to like force myself, you know? Like just like force yourself to get up. Like you're a boxer on the ground and they're counting and it's like, no, gotta get up, gotta get up. And there's just nothing. There's no answer besides pure willpower. Like some days that's it. Some days that's what you gotta draw on and that's all you got. And that's how it was today. But then, when I did start writing, I finished a whole chapter. I didn't realize I was so close to the end. And I got a bunch done. And it's just like, oh. Like, thank God I did that, is basically all I want to say in this fucking episode of this podcast. Thank God I didn't let two days become three days. Thank God I fucking just, you know, there's no trick to it. There was no fucking, all of these little techniques I've marshaled, you know, of like, trying to remember how I put it in the old episodes but it just like that you got to marshal an army on your side just to get the smallest amount of work done like remove every obstacle that you can give yourself every possible advantage that's that's what it is because it's just it might not seem like you're asking much of yourself to write a little bit every day but you are you're asking everything it's the hardest thing you're gonna have to do in your life if you want to be a writer is to keep doing this this is it this is your fucking this is the difficulty. This is the thing that whatever else in your life you fail about and you can just let it go and be like, well, I guess that didn't work out. Fine. But this one you can't fail. This one you can't let go or you'll never be a writer. It's never going to happen. This is the one. And some days there's just no easy way to get over that hump. It just sucks. And you just got to make yourself do it. And thank God I don't feel like this every day because I just wouldn't be a writer. I'd just be like, well, fuck this. But sometimes I still do feel like that, and today was definitely one of those days. Oh, here's a little underpass. Get some classic underpass audio. So the other thing that uh, I just wanted to briefly mention is uh, an episode from like a year ago. I remember I was reading one of those Metro books, Metro 2034, and I went on a fucking rant about how I don't like when people use uh, one sentence lines, even this book I'm reading right now. 
Port Eternity, it's called, by C.J. Cherry. I had to look that up because I can never remember the name. Really cool book, which I may or may not talk about when I'm done reading it. Oh, getting a low battery warning. Let's fucking wrap this up. But uh, it also used a, uh, a few times, like, just the one sentence thing. And it was just as corny and bad as it was in Metro. And it's like, it's always bad. It's always a corny thing to do to me. It's like, uh, trying to be dramatic. Oh, look how dramatic this thought is, or this moment is. It's one sentence. It's really the only direct writing advice I've really given, I think, on this fucking podcast is don't do that. (laughs) But I really had to fight today against that because it got to the end of this chapter. And it's this big epic chapter where, realistically, it's not like my character's really going to die, but she... She could die. I mean, she's all beat up. It's like in a bad, she's in a bad physical situation. She's about to pass out, but it really, it's more, it is more psychological. It's just, she's just so depressed. She just doesn't care. It's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to make it through this and I don't even care. Like, that's how bad things are. Fuck this. And her last little thought before she drifts off into blackness is that her people, because she's like this warlike fucking crazy rhino person, her people would be so ashamed of her to see how much she's given up. But then she thinks like, yeah, but who gives a shit? Who is there left to be ashamed of me? There's nobody. And I wanted so much, because, you know, I'm just in the moment, and I'm like feeling it. Uh, hear that atmospheric, I really got to wrap this podcast up. Now I'm getting the fucking atmosphere buzz, everything's falling apart. But I wanted so bad to make that its own one sentence, that just there's nobody. So much so that I had to like force myself not to. And then I put my phone away. I was like, I'll just look at this again tomorrow. And I pulled it out 10 minutes later and I'm like, no, you know what, fuck it. Maybe this is the like exception that proves the rule or something. Like maybe that is good advice normally, but not now. Like I'm not gonna go against my instinct just because of some rule that I made up last year. Like. Fuck that. But then I moved that sentence to its own line of just, there's nobody. And I'm like, nah, it's just, it's so dorky. Like, I'm taking away from the strength of this moment. Like, hopefully the rest of the chapter up to this point has led people to a place where they're going to feel what she's feeling. Or they're going to feel that, just that desperate sadness. And if they don't... I can't force it. It's like a last second fucking desperate field goal. Like it's not gonna happen just cause I put it on its own sentence and its own little plaque of like its own little tray. Look at this, here it is. There's nobody, that's the big emotional moment. That's the sad part. Make sure you don't miss it. It's on its own line all by itself. And I was just like, no, <laughs> no, I will not. I cannot do that. It's so cheesy and Previous me knows that. It's just me in this moment right now that is like, oh, this is the greatest book. Oh, I want everybody to feel how great it is. That that person thinks this stupid shit is awesome, <laughs> but it's not. And so I kept it as part of just the paragraph and I didn't split it off. And it's like, this will be more meaningful if it's not, if there's not such a point put on it, if it's not so dorky, if it's not so pointed. But anyway, yeah, fuck it. Battery's almost dead. Gotta end this episode. Let's end with fucking, uh... I don't really know the band Paramore that well. 
I really only know and care about this one song. But man, it's good. The only exception. I mean, if you're a Paramore fan, you definitely know this fucking song. It's really not even that much like their other songs. It's just a, it's just a love ballad. But man, it's good. It is so good. It reminds me of uh, those Richard Linklater movies where there's Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. So the second one, Before Sunset, is my favorite one. And it's kind of famous for being like a realist's version of a romance movie. It's like these two characters just talking about how romance just doesn't work. It's this unattainable ideal. It's this fantasy that is never possible. But we still want it so bad. And the two characters are like, we're adults. We know this isn't real. We know this isn't going to work. But we want it so bad that let's just try. Let's just try and let's just hope. (laughs) And then in the next movie in the series, yeah, it really didn't work out. Like, life's not like that. Like, it worked out in the sense that, yeah, they're together now. They have some kids. Yeah, yeah. But this magical, beautiful, perfect romance did not work. It isn't a thing. And that's what this song makes me think of. Because it's like the whole song is just like, I saw my parents get divorced. That shit didn't work. In my life, I've seen that this shit doesn't work. I've just been looking for ways to make it through my life without this fucking shit. Because it doesn't work. But then you meet that one person and it's like, well, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it then. I guess we'll try. Let's just fucking try. It's a great song. So here's Paramore. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.
perception. You.